Every 80s and 90s kid is like, I know what this is. Where you at, Goose? He's not sexy. No. Great voice. But. I am excited. I've, has the uh, remake of this come out yet? No, not yet. Oh, you mean Top Gun 2? Yeah. Yeah, no, not yet. Sequel, I guess. Do we, do we want to wait for the chorus line to kick in? Well, that was it. We just. That was Very, it. Oh, goose. Yeah. Kelly McGillis. Dude, she was not the best casted person for this movie. Dude, I thought she was totally hot in this. Really? You didn't think so? Uh. Oh, dude, yeah, she totally. She was the, I'm not in your face super hot, but then she grew on you and you're like, oh, yeah. And for a bunch of Navy dudes that haven't seen anything in a while. That's true. I mean, that's gold. Val uh, Kilmer Val back Kilmer when he was is, young. Val Kilmer is one of my favorite actors of oh, all dude, time. He was amazing. Totally amazing. Goose. And he actually does say, I'll be your Huckleberry. He says Huckleberry. It's actually written in the script that way. It's not <laughs> awesome. It's not um, Huckleberry or whatever people are trying to say it is. Yeah. That's not right. Yeah, dude, Top Gun. We love Top Gun. That's a great show. Yeah, Danger Zone. Kenny Loggins. Mm-hmm. Don't want to get sued. Thank yep, you. Not at all. But no, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we all know what it was. Want me to say Brilliant. It? You say it. This is the Advocacy Podcast, and I'm Ryan. And I'm Tristan. Thanks for joining us, episode 29. 29. Wow. We're getting there. Dude, like for. Randomly starting in mid-December. Dude, it's really weird, like, looking back on it, because it was, you and I met, we, oh, you've got kids? I've got kids. Let's talk about kids. Yeah. Now we're buddies. And then it was, you mentioned you mentioned the term dadvocacy once, and I was like, that's got to be a podcast. That's a brilliant name, or a brilliant then, thing. Then I did message you, and like, hey, you and, remember that dadvocacy term I threw out? Mm-hmm. Let's make that a podcast. <laughs> and then we were, I was like, dude, we're good. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, then... Here we are, uh, almost 30 episodes next week will be, or whatever our next episode is, is going to be number yeah. 30, so 29. Dude, we are getting there. Yeah, and uh, um, we've covered some some deep topics, dude. <laughs> we've, it's been, it has been actually, it's kind of weird because like, you know, we, we started it and it was, hey, let's do this. And we literally just kind of jumped in the water and we did. Yeah. We it had was, nothing. Like, ready. how do we start it? And it's like, well, let's just tell our story. Let's just do it. Yeah. And we'll figure it out along the way. And we've kind of gone with the ridiculous or, um, you know, the deep. We've both cried on this show. I think we're being um, super <laughs> genuine. I think that's what it is because yeah. the reality is that you and I, we can be deep and we can be serious and all the stuff we have to be. But our personality traits aren't that all the time. We're no. goofy, weird, fun-loving, just hanging out kind of guys. And so I've got the... Yeah, sense of humor of a 14-year-old. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's just how it is. So I think that's why when you when you follow the growth of the podcast, it goes from, you know, us kind of trying to be serious and trying to whatever to go, you know what? No, this is we're going to be us. We're going to be genuine and authentic the whole time. And it's and it's a product of our roots too, I think, like how we were brought up and and what we were raised in and um, and the generation, I think, too, has a lot to do with it of, of when we grew up. I mean, obviously, you're a few years older than I am, but, you know, we both have generally been through the same kind of changes. Obviously, your life swing is a little bit different than mine as far as, you know, your childhood and upbringing. But um, we've ended up in similar situations, which is pretty cool that, like, 
we've taken different paths, but kind of found like the same spot that we both ended up in. Yep. And, uh, it's been a unique perspective because everybody, when they live their life, obviously has a story, they gain a perspective and that's what this thing is all about. That's what we're doing here is just providing perspective of, you know, looking at life through the lens of, of dads. Right. And we're supporting and, and trying to enrich and build and, you know, find the good behaviors for, for dads. Like what is, what's going to make us better at what we do, calling out the bad actors. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's been pretty awesome, man. And the way that this, this like podcast is melded and we've got a following, which is and a pretty loyal one too, which it's is weird. pretty awesome. It, I mean, it feels really weird though. Cause yeah. I mean, who would have thought that was what, what our goal is. I didn't care how many people <laughs> listened. It was more about just getting the story out there. Now it's like, Hey, when's your next episode? I'm like, I'm like required to do this now. Like a lot of times it was like, we went through spans like, Hey, do you want to talk about some stuff? Yeah, let's talk about some stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we would just take that, what we talked about and make it an episode. But yeah, it's really neat because the reality is that you guys, by, by, in, by enjoying us and joining us through these podcasts, you're making us grow. Yeah. So you literally get to watch us grow up, which is really fun. And if you like what we do, you know, and I don't want to do the shameless plug, but like we're going to do a little bit more of it because we're working on some stuff behind the scenes, but like share it with your friends, put it on your personal, like you can go to our page and share stuff. Um, when you find episodes like on, and I have friends that do this. Like, hey, I, I sent I sent an episode like that I listened to a while back. One of my friends is going through this that you know has kids. I sent it to him to hope it encourages him. And then, sure enough, like lo and behold, like three or four days later, get a message like, mm -hmm. hey, listen, my friend sent me this, and I, man, it just struck a chord. Like somebody knows what I'm going through, and that's why we do it. I mean, it was to like you know, like I, I say, kind of flippantly, but I'm genuine about saying is like, you know. I didn't go through what I went through to like waste that story. Yeah. And so it's, if it can encourage somebody and it's given me a perspective and a lens on life and parenthood, if it can affect and help somebody else dude, like, that's why we're here. And that's what we do it for. We really, we really enjoy helping people. And that's kind of the, the main thing that we've done this for, but and also we like being ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot so, of fun. Yeah. Um, Cause we, we go back and we actually listen to ourselves. Yeah. I love our um, show. It, it's really weird from a guy that worked in call centers his entire life. I hate listening to myself. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoy the podcast. Yeah, I hate to listen to myself on the radio and mm -hmm. like, I will go back and listen to this and I love it. And it's not like it's, it's self absorbed like, yeah. or anything like that. It's just like, dude, I, 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 I go back and listen to it. And I'm like, it's like listening to sermons at church, like where I can go back and listen to the same one, like three or four times. And I'll take different pieces mm -hmm. based on how I'm feeling that day. Yeah. And it's like, Oh man, like, yeah, I've been through this. Like I can do it. Or like, I hear you say something and I'm like, dude, I was totally like, sorry. Like I ignored you and you made a really great point. <laughs> but that's the, it's just, it's fun. It, it It's kind of weird. Like it doesn't yeah. make any sense why, um, but we're doing it and we're enjoying it for you guys. So, and hopefully we're growing this thing even more too in, yeah. the, in the near future. So, and I mean, pass this around for sure though. Like plug us shamelessly and, yeah. and we want to be able to focus that time on creating better content and making that content. I mean, we both work full time. We're fathers also. Yep. Um, we just, if we can get a little off our plate to figure out how to create better content and give you more, that's what we do. Yeah. And so if you want to give us a follow Instagram at dadvocacy.podcast, um, Facebook, I believe is at dadvocacy podcast. Um, if not, just search it in the search bar. Boom. It pops up like right there. So, um, but yeah, and then you can obviously find us on on Anchor. And also, FM. I mean, if you if you have the option, um, rate us. Yeah, give us five stars. 
kind of push us up in those uh, those ratings so that more people when they're searching for content like this, they find us faster. Yeah, and it does it does apply to for our uh, Spotify listeners too. Does it? So you can actually subscribe to the podcast and it pushes us more. Oh, cool. On Spotify. Heck I found yeah, that press up. that button. So I was like reading them up on how to boost your metrics the other day. Like got some like little email thing. That's about I'm cool. like, sweet dude, I'm going to push you guys all to like subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> so uh, please do that. If you love what we do, you can subscribe to us. Shoot. You can support us if you really wanted to. Um, we do this because we just love it. Um, there was never a goal that like, I'm going to make a living off of this. No. Um, if it's can change some lives, then like we should accomplish. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, You've been watching some uh, some movies again, dude. So yeah, um, been having a lot of fun. Well, sort of. I mean, you know, I, I took some time off because I'm, I'm transitioning. Sweet to a different role. <laughs> I wanted to clarify that. What's your pronouns? Just, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit there. You're not changing your pronouns? No, not at all. <laughs> just call me Tristan. So anyway, yeah. So uh, you know, you don't want to remove that end and just go by Trista. No, no. I actually know a Trista. I do too. Trista, crazy. Went to high school with a couple of them. Yep. Yeah. But HBO Max has the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the extended versions. And yeah. you're talking the first two movies are like almost four hours long. Yeah. And the, the last one, Return of the King, is four plus. Um, the first two, okay, you know, all right. So long, man. And they are. They're forever <laughs> long. So long. Which is why you want to watch them at home. But I'm not going to lie, uh... Return of the King, I didn't remember that ending, and it was so much better. So much better. I read the books. I loved the books growing up. Yeah, so did I. And I watched the movie. I watched, like, the first two, and I couldn't do it anymore because it was ruining the books. Dude, so I read them when I was a little, little kid, right? And then the cartoons came out, the cartoon movies. I okay. own those also. Okay. And I loved them. And then when these came out, I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I loved it. It was great because – Adaptations are hard to do anyway. Sure. Let's be real. It's like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Well, it's like Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. If you've ever read the book, Friday Night Lights, amazing book. The movie deviates from that in a whole bunch of spaces, so don't want to spoil it for anybody if you haven't read the book. Yeah. But it's a little different. That makes sense, yeah. But it is. It's just It's one of those things that um, you can't do right every time. You just do as good as well as you can. Uh, when I saw Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, it blew my mind. I was like, this is amazing. Because I grew up watching the cartoons of those movies yeah. too, you know? It just felt good. So, yeah, uh, we watched them all. It was fun, entertaining. The boys didn't care. They kind of just sat around and Sweet. did nothing. And, and I kept looking at them on their phones, and I was like, yep, do you family play, movie night. Do you want to play a little game? Should we do that one right now? I think so. We yes, so we can go into our other, other two points afterwards because it's from that era. Oh. Well, at least the next movie. Yeah, well, let's do it then. Okay. Yeah. Game time. Game, game time. time. We, All we right, really, so we played the 90s theme song game last week. Which was super fun. It was, and I was crushing it at the beginning and then like went like in a hole fast. And we didn't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. But Ryan obviously has watched more TV than I have, I think. I think in that generation, because some of those were earlier in the 90s, and that was when I was watching more TV because of, and I was like trying to figure out why it was. And I even asked, like, did I watch a lot of TV when I was little? My mom was like, well, yeah, because we moved so much and we were traveling so much. That makes sense. We had a TV set up in like one of the offices of the buildings that my parents had moved to. We owned a, like a bunch of cookie bakeries. Mm-hmm. And so we would always be in the office or whatever, like watching TV or playing games or whatever to keep us off the floor. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Didn't so that make sense? Now it makes sense. Yeah. Totally makes sense. So. Just like last time, we've got 15 seconds, right? We're going to listen um, and then guess and see what happens. So 
here we go. Do I need to turn anything up? This is uh, it's not Family Ties. It's the other one. It's the that's uh, uh, Kirk Cameron. Um, yeah. uh, growing veins. The Alan Thick. Oh, look at that little Leo. Leo I love DiCaprio. Alan Thick, man. Alan Thick was such like the coolest dad. Like Cheers. Duh. That's easy enough. The worst beer pours of all time. If you watch this show and see the beers that they're drinking, they are like 80% head on the beers. Yeah. The worst pours ever. That's amazing. Woody Harrell's. <laughs> Classic Woody. Come on. Everybody knows this, Golden Girls. My daughter would kill me if I didn't answer that one right. Golden Girls. She lo- I don't know what she loves. Golden it's Girls always on like syndicated TV. Like mm-hmm. they're in lunch at lunchtime. It's it's just it's classic good TV. You know, Blanche Rose. And who didn't want to see crazy old women talk yeah. dirty sometimes? What would you Come on, do Wonder Years. Yeah, great show. So we actually we just started watching this again. I love this show. Uh, do, do, do you have a crush on Winnie? Who didn't have? A, who doesn't yeah. have a crush on Winnie? Winnie? Yeah, dude. who doesn't? Come on, yeah. Sing you a song. I was just taking everybody. And the best, one of the best theme songs ever. It's so classic. So you you can't go wrong. I'm. Um, ooh, this might be early, too early in the eighties for me to realize. I'm no, I'm dude. I, I I'm out. Too early. Oh no! No way! That's ties? not family ties. Is that's it? totally wrong. That sounds wrong. That doesn't sound like the theme song. Of and oh, dude! Married with children. Yeah. <laughs> this is what taught me how to be a good parent. Yeah. If you want to learn how to be a good dad, watch this show. I've got his jersey. I do. I have his jersey. Dude, I love whenever somebody tries to troll on the internet. They're always like, "19, whatever." Look at David Faustino. Crazy. <laughs> Christina Applegate. This. Why do I know this? Is Bill Cosby. It's a Cosby show. Because I can see him dancing to it. Yep. With a, some pudding. It's snacks. weird, like where he raises his eyebrows yeah. and goes. Yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna say anything negative about Bill Cosby right now. Because it was a great, it was a great show, dude. It he should really not, was. He should not be out of prison right now. No, it was a great show, though. Nanu, 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 Mork and Mindy. This early '80s. Yeah. Robin Williams, man, rest in peace. Um, did he even do a bad, a single bad movie? What a lie he is right there. He is totally blazed. Totally. This, this is it. too funky for me. This I I don't know. Um, the Jeffersons, maybe. I think you're right. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> no, dude, not no, even close. Taxi? Taxi? Yeah, that was too Come early. On. Too early for me. Yeah. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. Different strokes. Different strokes. All I could think of was Peter Griffin's uh, speaking voice. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Different strokes. 
This was a great, great, great show. Oh, Gary Coleman. Facts of life. That's a facts of life. You wouldn't think like an all-female cast would do an amazing TV show. Yeah. And I hate saying that because it's not chauvinistic, but like back then, really, it didn't, you didn't work. have that very much. This is perfect, strangers. Yeah, I think so. I think it's perfect, strangers. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't like how the volume keeps going up and down. It is. Totally is. Totally perfect strangers. Were they brothers? They look like they were like brothers. Yeah, I know. One bulky. Yeah. Come on. Just a good old boy. Just a good old boy. Oh, dude, I love the show, Dukes of Hazard. How do you watch this like every day at lunch in high school? Oh, my gosh. Turn on like CMT and it was always on. Oh, it was on CMT for a long time. It was born. Such a great show. Cletus. His name is Cletus. Oh, Daisy Duke. The love boat. Come on. Amazing and true. We love the love. Well, I never actually watched it much, you know? I wasn't allowed to watch it much. Really? Uh, little, little sheltered child of a little Dude, bit. I don't think there was anything crazy on it at all. Every soap was worse. All the soap operas were worse. The love boat. Is this a... I want to say the Jeffersons, but I don't think it's the Jeffersons. Uh, I don't know why, but I'm stuck in that. Yeah. Is Aretha Franklin singing it too? Different world. Okay, so I didn't watch this. I didn't watch this. This, this old guy right here, he's been Martin in tons Lawrence? of movies. Is that Martin Lawrence? The Gummy Bears. It's not. Kind of sounded like it though. I know, totally. It's said that way. This has got to be a soap opera, like Dynasty or something. No, it's something. Dallas, isn't it? It's, okay, it's Dallas, you're right. Dynasty. Dynasty. Oh, it was Dynasty. Right. It was Dynasty or Dallas. Totally knew it was a soap opera, It was one opera, of those soap, has like, that... late-night soap opera. Yeah. What? Almost Star Wars. It's got to be another soap opera. Maybe, maybe it was Dallas. Because they have, like, <laughs> that, that, it's got to be one of those. Falcon Crest. What is that? I don't know. I don't remember it. I don't. I'm too young for that one. Yeah. Guaranteed, like a police drama. <laughs> Sounds like it would be. These obviously aren't. Aren't they? They're losing rated. some of us. Yeah, man. Those are early. Holy. Not landing. Okay. You know, I've, I've heard the name. I never watched the show. Yeah, neither did I. There's some famous dudes in there. There's some lot of famous people. This went to stereo, you hear that? I, not a clue. Not a clue. It's, um, uh, it's a couple oh, girls. It's I've two girls. It. Yeah, I've seen it. It's not. No, it's Silver not, Spoons. It's, not, it's Silver it's Spoons. Spoons. Yeah. Look at, she was in, um... Everything? Yeah, yeah, basically. Ah, Do we need to say it? Do we need to say it? Clandestine. <laughs> they are for for hire. Soldiers of fortune. So, 
B.A. Barakas actually was military. Yeah. The A-Team. I love this. Magnum P.I. I love Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. Tom Selleck, he's got the old Steve Skaggs mustache. <laughs> Is this Punky Brewster? Or Small Wonder, something like that? Uh, I think it's, it's not, Punky. It's not Small Wonder. No, it's not. It's... Whatever I've never this heard is. of that show, Too no. Close for Comfort. Although that is, uh, what's his name? Um, I'm trying to remember, he's been a bunch of stuff. This is Miami Vice. Oh, feel it. Drink it. So good. There's a couple faces out of that. Hector Elizondo. Yeah. I think this is Dallas. Pretty sure this is Dallas. I want to hear like Battlestar Galactica and uh, Buck Rogers in the 20th century. That's totally Dallas. Yeah, it is. Lee Majors. <laughs> what is this? No idea. Probably gonna see him like I got nothing. Baby, if you never wondered, small wonder. Wonder. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, my mom would be disappointed in me. Dude, I just this came out in the seventies. I know. And we know what this is. If you don't know what this is, you have issues. Lone Ranger. On something. Night Rider. Hello, Kit. <laughs> Convertible Kit. We're almost done, by the way. Stay with us. I know that. It's, uh... Um, 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 ah, 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 I'm stuck. Brain fart. The Hill Street Blues, yeah. That was like late night TV. Not late, I would like, you know, like 9 p.m., 8 p.m. This is like night court. Is this night court? No, not night court. For a second, I thought it was night court. I was like, wait, no. What? No way long. Wow. Wow. Chippendale's Rescue Rangers? No. no, it's not that. We know that. But it starts that way. No, MacGyver? MacGyver. There it is. That's, That's how hard. I would have yep. known. If they would have played that part, like, oh, MacGyver. So many times. 
Yeah. Show. Good. I did not. Good old. Dude, where is like, they need, if they're going to go 80s, they've, they, they we left missed out so many good ones. So many good ones. So shows. many good ones. Like, um, Mr. Belvedere was left off of there. Yep. Great. Maybe we'll have to do. Search the Mr. Belvedere thing. We'll have to song. do part two. Because that is like one of the underrated. Like, you watch it and the kid, and it makes you like remember being sick on the couch. <laughs> Mr. Belvedere theme song. Oh, sick on the couch. Really? It really does. Like, I mean. Okay, here we go. Right? We'll see what this is. Tell me what he says at the beginning, too, because okay. I think it says something and it's probably totally different. 85 to only March to April? One year? <laughs> no way. Streets on the China never met it before. Who cares? When you drop kicked your jacket as you came through the door. No one there. But sometimes Bob Euchre. I love Bob Was it chips on the China? It sounded like he said freak show and then an anatom- anatomical body part of a female. That's what I thought it said forever. No, it definitely does not say the China. Freak show. <laughs> There was, I, there was such good TV back then. Bob Uecker, man. So funny. Like such good TV, though. Like it all it was all feel good. It was all. Yep. And we all love Mr. Belvedere and all the lessons he taught us. It's kind of like Alice from and, uh, Brady Bunch. Dude, okay. So I think next time we do 80s and 90s cartoon theme songs. Yes. That, that will be, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, so 80s, right? The one thing that like came out of the 80s that I love. Naked Gun. Naked Gun. Underrated comedy. Dude, seriously, you cannot watch this movie and not laugh your butt off. Well, you can't. I, I feel like all of Leslie Nielsen's movies. Were For just, the most part. They were solid. They were totally solid. They the were Naked Gun funny. series, right? So like, like everybody always says like, oh, trilogies are always so terrible. Like nobody who's really made a solid like four movie series. I'm telling you, Naked Gun. Didn't they only have two though? They had three. Naked there was Naked Gun, One, Naked Gun Two, two and then Naked and then Gun Thirty Three and a Half. Thirty Three and a Third. Thirty Three, yeah. And I said you're right. Okay. Yeah. All three of them were funny. Yeah. Very funny. Airplane Every, was funny. Airplane two was funny. Well quality, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we all know our favorite scene from uh from Naked Gun. And I feel like everybody that's my generation and sort of yours that have seen it Probably no, but we're going to play it because <laughs> this is... It still makes for good radio. That's well, freaking hilarious. <laughs> you can use my radio mic. This is where he swaps mics out. <laughs> Five hours later. At this portion of the Queen's American Goodwill Tour is complete. And we can all take pride that the Queen has chosen our system. <laughs> Um, <laughs> indeed, it is for all the people. Austin Powers didn't do it first. No, he did not. In the, uh, he just made it longer. Especially excited <laughs> will be the Queen's you know, <laughs> public appearances. The sound in restrooms is amazing, though. Yeah. I couldn't. 
got a bit of a he's got a bit of a narrow prostate. <laughs> Just a little more. Oh man. Whoops. Whoops. Uh oh. Let's <laughs> see Oh man. He did it first. Yeah. Nobody knew it. He the, uh, the the national anthem scene in Naked Gun still slays me mm-hmm. this day. Um, it's and so then good. It was like the first part. I, it was the reason why, like OJ Simpson, and had a whole thing like the police chase and everything. I was so mad was because now it, t- it tainted OJ Simpson in the Naked Gun movies. Oh, totally, because <laughs> I loved him in those movies. They were so good. It's amazing Norberg. how long they had a conversation about a beaver. In that series, nice beaver, and it just went on and on, you know, <laughs> and it just came became the the best running thing running scene ever. Did you yeah. know there is a conspiracy theory about OJ? Oh, really? Yeah. So, this is what it is: the conspiracy says that OJ didn't do it. Okay. Right. It was his son that did it, and OJ left in pursuit so that the cops would follow him, and the son would have enough time to get rid of all the evidence. Whoa. Because his son never liked her. Mind blown. Right? And the glove would fit But both. how would he be able to overtake two adults? There were two adults? Nicole was killed and the other guy. I, I, I only thought it was Nicole. I thought there was two people that were killed. No, I think it was just Nicole. Nicole? Oh, well, then. But the son never oh, liked no. Nicole. Never, ever. Hey, why did I think two people got killed? Never mind then. It was just Nicole. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, no, so... You can look that I'm up. I'm going to have to Google that because I'm We're pretty sure I thought, I thought there was two people killed. No, I thought it was just Nicole, but I don't know. I don't even know where my phone is, so it doesn't matter. I didn't really pay attention. Um, but anyway, so, so speaking of guns from and violence, yeah, right? Um, yeah. So concealed carry options. There's plenty of them out there. And this is like a nugget of information from two uh, firearm savvy individuals or fairly fun, firearm savvy. Um, there's some nice options out there. So we're we talking like the actual weapon itself or where to conceal. The actual options, the actual weapon itself. Okay. Because we can go into accessories too for concealment because there are some amazing belts out there as well. I think it really depends. I mean, because like, I know some guys that, that conceal a full size. Yeah. I know guys that carry like a full frame, like Glock 17. I'm like, okay. I mean, that's, an, that's under your arm for sure. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a- there was a guy um, uh, where I was at East County Guns and one of the dudes that works there, he was conceal carrying... Glock 21. Hmm. I was like, well done. And it was front carry, like penis carry. Yeah. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Real nice. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I was like, can you sit down? He's like, yeah. I'm like, it's kind of comfortably. He's like, (laughs) for the most part, (laughs) I guess. I mean, you get used to it. I used to, I used to pinch carry all the time. I really, I like it because for bigger guys, it doesn't print, right? You can wear a baggy shirt. You look, yeah. you look good. He wears right? a flannel and you can even tell. Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites, obviously I, I like, I like an ankle carry Yeah. as a backup and I always like to carry it. It's, it's just really nice. And in what I use to carry it in is super stupid comfy. Yeah. Super stupid comfy, but um, it's tough because really, man, there's so many choices. Like I love my Hellcat. I love my Hellcat. And some people like making fun of the Hellcat, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it gets it gets roasted pretty often. And I think it's because people got so excited about like the Springfield XD series, like the XDM and XDS. And the Hellcat kind of almost stole, like, I don't want to say stole, but they borrowed like the frame print 
Almost like an, an MMP Shield 2.0. Mm-hmm. Well, then they widened it to make double stack. Yeah. And because, I mean, so realistically, when you think about it, how many gun options are there for a small gun? A lot. Well, no, I've like, been looking. Like to make it, to oh, make yeah. them, they all, they all look the they same. They all look the same. Like, and they really do. I mean, outside of like, I mean, you can distinctly tell the difference between a SIG and a Glock. I mean, they look different. Mm-hmm. However, FNN and CZ now look like a SIG. And then like the Glock kind of started the boxy frame. Mm-hmm. that was kind of mimicked by Springfield and I think Smith and Wesson kind of changed a little bit to that. There's just so many, um, only so many iterations. Ruger has kind of gun. kept a little bit more of the boat tail on their pistols, mm-hmm. a little bit more of it, but they've got a new one out, the Max 9, that I'm actually a fan of. I don't, mm. I, haven't, I haven't purchased it, but I like looked at it. I'm like, this actually, it works. It's actually a pretty sweet. Some people don't like Ruger. I think they're like a Honda Civic. They're not going to wow you with options, but they're reliable. Okay. Because I have the first, the first real gun that I pistol that I purchased, like full frame, was a Ruger. And it was, and it, was it was the SR40C. Me was the uh, Springfield XDM45. Okay. So I, I love the, it. I got the 40 cal Ruger. I love that gun. Like I side carry it all the time. Um, you know, I'm trying to find a 10 mil, but they're. Increasingly, Springfield's new 10 mils bomb, oh, dude. I want one so, so bad nice. to carry oh, in the so woods, nice, but yeah. they're so hard to find right now. And uh, so I've been looking also for another concealed carry, um, just one that's a little bit more comfortable. So I've kind of been looking in the um, MMP Shield 2.0 frame, mm-hmm. the Glock 43, the Glock 43X, both very nice. Uh, they're in a nine millimeter, obviously. I realize I'm like, I like kind of the I like the longer slide a little bit. I think I, I'm more of a fan of a longer slide. I don't know why it just it fits it's, my hand. It's going to give you less kick. It's going to feel good. But yeah, it, the hard one is like, what's capacity? What, I mean, are you, are you shopping for just like a seven round or do you want capacity? And that's I'm looking why I for the like Hellcat. Cause 11. I, yeah. I've got, I've got the XDS. Like a 10 plus <clears throat> one would be like as for concealed carry. It would be probably as low. Mm-hmm. But I like my first, my first conceal was the XDS. Yeah. Um, and you're in a that's a double stack, right? So you're, no, it's a single stack. A single stack. So you're at what, single stack, yeah. Twelve plus one. No, I think, it was, I think it was less than that. It was a forty-five. Okay, so you're yep. like seven. So plus it was one. like seven plus one. I think is what it was. Yeah. Seven or eight plus one. Yeah. And I had the extended mag, but I was like Hellcat. I, I just wanted to have all the all the rounds on me. Yeah, and Hellcat. That's a lot. I mean, pretty dang slim for a double stack, dude. It's really nice. I mean, the print yeah. doesn't do much of it all for an independent carry. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, you could stick it anywhere you want for the most part. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, but it really waist, depends on how front, you, yeah, shoulder really you depends can, on what you look like. Yeah. Also, I mean, like if you want to wear a tight shirt, it's not going to happen. No. You're going to print on everything on that. Yeah. Right. So it really, there's, there's just so many options out there. No. And like, I mean, like the SIG P365, it's a nice option. I mean, if you want to spend a little bit more money, um, I really do like, if you're going to look, they're harder to find. If you want the longer slide, the Glock 48 is a great option because it is the 43 capacity, just the longer slide. It's still a single stack, mm-hmm. but you can get the extended mags for it. I, I think the big one is that, you know, yeah. our guns, is the pricing coming back down where it should be? That's a question. It's is coming it down a little bit. Can you find the ammo for it? Yes. That's another one. I have been finding nine ammo. At the right price, at a good price, or is it crap still? Uh, it depends on where you go. Some people are still taking advantage of you. Right. I have found nine ammo for 15 bucks a box. So I, I you know, I picked up that. 22 handgun, which I love. Yeah. 
Um, is it a? It's not a Walther, is it? No, it's um, it's right over there somewhere. I don't so, remember what it was. You said? No, I think it's a. I don't remember. I'll, I'll figure okay. out. I totally forgot what it was. But I mean, really, it's it's all about how comfortable you are handling a weapon, right? So yeah. I mean, for women, you know, I mean, honestly, and knowing where to hit, right? Um, everybody's taught hit the chest because it's easy. It's a bigger target. That's what you want to go for. Center mass. Um, I always teach aim for their balls. Which sounds you miss stupid. slow. You hit a very significant you, artery. You you're hitting hit meat legs. Yep. If you pull, if you, if you, you, you aim up, high, you're going to gut shot them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The big one though is that if you if you shoot small small ammunitions at the hips, they're going to bounce around inside. That's what happens. Yeah. So it's actually a kill shot for the most part. Oh, for it'll totally destroy the inside of your body. Now, if it's a higher caliber weapon and you shoot a hip, if you break a hip, you don't walk. No. You've permanently immobilized your, your target. So it it goes two ways. Yeah. And that's why I teach it. Plus, it's really weird. You point a gun at somebody's genitals and they don't want to move. <laughs> they they react totally different. Oh, hit me in the chest, it's fine, I'll keep coming at you. Point it at my nuts though, and you want to stop. I don't know what it is, but that's uh <laughs> it works. So the concept of self preservation. Yeah. Yeah. People, no, people so- should go out and just definitely like check them out, try it. If you've never shot a gun, if you if you're scared of guns. Go to a shooting range, an indoor one, mm-hmm. like whatever here in Post Falls, the sportsman's, whatever it is, or yeah. whoever. Down in Lewis, and there's Diamondback. There's mm-hmm. the one up here in Post Falls. You've got a couple more. I think there's one in Spokane but Valley. But before no, just go somewhere and go, go to a gun store and just ask questions. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you, yeah, but even that, if you've never shot a gun or you're afraid of them, just go one day. Yeah, and go shoot. Dan, seriously, spend the money to go. I want to be intelligent and informed. Walk in, try and get a weapon, and then shoot at the targets and, and, and just see if they're as scary as you think And it's they are. good to have some sort of healthy fear of firearms. Mm-hmm. There is that inherent piece to it. Not You don't want to be deathly afraid when you handle it thinking that it's going to randomly go off. The hel- what I mean by healthy fear is that you understand what that thing that you're holding, the tool that you're holding, is capable of. And once you pull that trigger, there is no calling that back, right? You can't say, oopsies, never mind, don't do that. Well, that's why you have to go try it. Yeah, and exactly. You, and you've <laughs> got to realize that guns are not what the movies make them out to be. No. It does not no, no. work that way. Let's just be real. So go check it out if you've never had. Yeah, so if you're looking, and I just say that because I've been seeing more and more people talking about um, firearm shopping and things like that. Just the nature of kind of the season that we're in in, in the United like- States, but... I've seen more videos about people getting attacked also yep. and even in their homes. And it just, it's blowing my mind away that, that we even have to have that conversation, yeah. you know? So, and if you do feel any need to protect yourself and you, you know, talk to some people that you have, that have gun knowledge, yep. there's no stupid question when you're asking stuff about guns. If you're genuinely interested and you want to exercise your, your rights, your guy giving big R rights, like as Dan Bongino said, to protect yourself, that's second amendment. And if you have friends with, with weapons, go ask them and say, hey, you know, can we go out shooting for a second and just, yeah. you know, see what Absolutely. happens. Yeah. And so uh, the only reason I brought that up, obviously, is just because that's the nature that we're in. But like the firearms thing and like I've been looking a little bit at another concealed carry and um, there's been some great options that have come out. So I just wanted to kind of briefly yeah. speak on to that. But yeah, for um, a second here, um, soap, go buy some. Yeah, dude. Dude, loving my Patriot soap. Yeah. So if you... uh if you're looking for a good product, a great gift, as we got like PatriotMens.com, yeah, um, you can go and uh, go onto the website and uh, pick yourself up 
some Patriots uh, supply. That stuff is awesome, dude. They're uh, the hand to hand combat cream is amazing, dude. I mean, like when you when you shower with this stuff and it it actually washes off. You you don't feel yep. like a film. You feel clean and smooth and soft, yeah. and the smells are freaking just over the top. I still can't get over bad decisions and zero dark thirty. See, I'm, um, I don't have the zero dark thirty, but I love the, uh, the and angry Charlie. I'm working oh, my way through them, but they 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 last forever. They like do. they freaking the 1776 is awesome too. I like That's I mean the Bay Rum. That the other awesome. stuff I was using that I'm not using anymore. I'll I'll not say names. That reminds it rhymes with watch. Yeah. Um, broke up. Had a film. Didn't feel great. Everything smelled like outdoors. Yeah. This makes me want to touch myself. Yeah. They're <laughs> they're no no BS no nonsense on their labeling. They tell you everything that's in there. Um, there's no hidden ingredients or anything like that. If you got questions, they give you a phone number. You can call them, talk to them. You can, they'll, you can shoot them an email and, uh, Justin or somebody on his crew will, will actually, they'll talk to you back. Like they'll answer your questions, uh, and work things out. So go to patriotmenscompany.com um, or com and, uh, pick up some, some product today. Yeah. Hit us up. So we just had our, our little break there. Um, that was my first Slim Jim ever. I snapped into it. Uh, it leaves like a burning sensation. And it's not like the spicy sensation. It literally leaves a burning sensation in your mouth. As, as long as there's no burning sensation later. <laughs> yeah, there will be. <laughs> That's totally a health food. Dude, mechanically separated chicken <laughs> is the second ingredient. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, so... We, we had a follower um, tell us about their poop story yeah. because of the other day uh, we were talking about, you know, hey, when's, when's the right time to start yeah. pooping around? When's it okay? Yeah. Um, so they want to say like, hey, just going to give you a shout out and listen to your podcast at work uh, for the last two days on repeat. I love it. I was like, thank you, man. And uh, so the story goes, I was listening to the episode where you guys were talking about when's the right time to start farting in front of your partner, which reminded me. <laughs> My spouse and I moved into a new place. They're newlyweds. They've only been married for about a year. Oh, yeah. Um, That's <laughs> we moved, fresh. We moved into a new place. We now finally have two bathrooms. I was using the one in our room, and our toilet faces the door when you open it. Well, she walked in mid-poop. <laughs> like, you could tell I was pushing from the look on my face, and it literally plopped in the toilet as the door swung open. <laughs> wow. I was super embarrassed. Uh, she closed the door and abruptly left. She thought I was in the other bathroom and then messages me a few minutes later. I'm sorry. If it makes you feel any better, I'm pooping too. <laughs> so obviously there's questions and I think that's an amazing story. <laughs> Such but a great story. <laughs> why did, why did she think he was in the other bathroom? Was that door shut? I don't know. Like when you go, you shut the door, turn the fan Maybe on. Maybe they have like cats or something. I don't want them I don't know. Like, <laughs> I feel like there are ways to have uncomplicated kind of like that situation. <laughs> but mid, <laughs> mid push. <laughs> oh, did it, did the it, shock factor releases and bloop. did it make the ploop sound? I, you know, I sure hope so. That would be epic. <laughs> I feel like at that point, there's nothing more you can do to embarrass each other. No, except I mean, maybe, maybe there's more. I'm, I'm gross. So I'm sure there would be more. But yeah, at that yeah. point, you, you, you <laughs> we'll just, stop there. <laughs> you have broken the third wall and your relationship will be okay. Yeah. Especially when she felt bad about you pooping. Yeah. And then she pooped and told you about it. And then it. she pooped. And then you're like, oh, I'll, like, everything's good. Hey, we got a new guest. Wait, old guest. Well, I know. New, new for new this episode. Get Junior. Junior's here. Junior's not hooked up yet. Round of applause. 
Clap, yeah. clap. I'm, uh, where's our, oh, where's is our, there an like, applause a, button? Our applause button. Yeah. Did, oh, here it is. <laughs> ah, Junior's here. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, hey, man. A little up closer to you? Bring, bring that. Oh. We got him muted? Like, yeah. We got muted. Junior's here. What's up, buddy? There we go. So what's the topic today? So the topic of today is how to tell your kids about talking to kids or generate the conversation about divorce. And, and what oh. kids want to hear. And um, to preface this kind of like why I came up with this topic, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm divorced. My son's been asking questions. But there are other people that have like nieces and nephews um, that ask questions about mom and dad. Like, hey, why are my mom and dad not living together? You know, this helps generate some of that, like the conversation. Yeah. The conversation, the positive, try to take a positive spin to it. Um, sometimes you just can't sugarcoat stuff. Like if you've got an absent parent, that's super hard. Like my one, my, my heart goes out to you that like if the parent just poof, gone and mm. in that kid's life, you know, how do you answer that question? Well, it doesn't matter. It's like, well, you may know, I don't know, but, um, I know that you do Tristan. Yeah. In your situation. Um, so that that's where we're going to have this conversation because there's some things that, that kids need from us or from the adult in the situation. Um, as far as like reassurance and things like that, they need to hear certain things. They yeah. need to understand that it's not, it's not them and how the kid and how the kid <clears throat> mind works. Cause we try to think about it as adults and from the logical aspect to where a kid needs the affirmation. They need that constant like feed of like, I'm doing okay. I'm not, I didn't do anything wrong. The nice part mm-hmm. is that Junior and I are experts because <laughs> we were kids that lived through that. Yeah. Yeah. A couple um, times. And that totally qualifies us, I think. You yeah. Know? And that's why I'm glad that you're both here for this conversation. Why I want to have it because there's things in my conversation with my son that I'm like, I'm still pro- I'm still new with this. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, but I know that there's other people that are in this situation too, where as kids get older, they tend to ask more questions, mm-hmm. especially if like, why am I with you so much and not them? And it's like, well, how do you turn that to a positive, you know, or how do you turn that conversation to something that could be more productive without skating it? But those are hard questions to answer. Yeah, yeah, those, really are, those are really hard. Are yeah. you, um, so if your son's asking you those questions, are you make basically reassuring him to let him know that it was nothing he did? Yeah. You, you yeah. are. Okay. And I, and I re I reaffirm it as like, I go back to decisions and consequences, but I don't say what the decisions or the actions were. I just say, Hey, sometimes in our life, there are rules that are put in front of us that we have to follow. Mm-hmm. And that, that rule is the parenting plan. Right. Right. And it's like, so those rules, when they're put in front of us, we have to follow those rules. And when those rules get broken or broken continually, or they get, you know, manipulated, it's, we have to be reaffirmed and reminded why those rules are there mm-hmm. as parents for well, you. Your role is to just understand that we both love you yep. immensely more than anything in this world. We both love you and that will never change no matter who you're with more than the other. And you should also never speak ill of their, absolutely. Their mother I will or touch their that father. at the end again too, but yeah, yes, um, you need to really make sure that you kind of express that because that's a huge thing. I, I remember growing up, my mom was married twice when I was younger and then she met my father, Greg, and he was a blessing to our family. They've been together forever. He, he is in my eyes. He is my father. Um, and he actually raised me. So, I mean, geez, you could really talk about this topic 
Yeah, and I, so lot. I want to, and maybe it's we skip around a little bit, and I don't know. Do this is we where are we started, right? Place. So, like, just to kind of go and like, how do you and how do you tell your kids about divorce? And I think one obviously is, you know, you both went through it different age groups, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you had maybe an older kid or two that would understand. You may have had younger kids that didn't have any idea that you were ever together. And that's the kind of situation I'm in. My son doesn't remember mom living at home ever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and junior, so, when, yeah. so with junior, when you, when your mom got divorced, do you remember living with your father, your original? Figure? So my sperm donor of a father is how I put it sure. because I never really. That's how Brittany but, calls her mom, her egg. Yeah, donor, I, so yeah, I get it. I, I really never really knew him until actually I got older. And then I realized, wait, you're my dad? Well, then why is my mom with this guy? Yeah. Like, where were you? Like, I had all those questions. But you got to also remember, um, my, mo- my mom was 16 when she had me. Okay. So my mom was really young. And let's face it, my dad was an alcoholic. He was not the best. I would assume mom. he was young also, right? And he was young as well. Okay. And so, um, I hate to say it, but looking back, the only things he ever really taught me as a father that I remember yeah. is, um, violence. Um, so then drugs. That, so for that though, when they, when they divorced or separated or did whatever they did, did you have, do you remember that moment? Do you remember thinking about that? Or do you remember being a kid and, and going, Hey, why is this happening at all? I remember wondering if it was something I did. Okay. I remember wondering if I wasn't good enough or why didn't he love me? Like, why was he not wanting to fight for me? Does that make sense? Like you have the Will Smith moment. Yeah. And so as I got older, I did. Actually, it was kind of like your dream. And I can relate to your dream a lot because in a sense, the Will Smith thing, um, if people don't know it, they should look that up. Fresh Prince Bel Air. Yeah, the Fresh yeah. Prince Bel Air. Yeah, um, that's powerful. Like you, he's, watch he's that dead on. And it, it's it is it's dead on because you want to be like, you want to start screaming "fuck you." Like where the fuck were you? Like you were man enough to make me, but you weren't man enough to, to stick around. Stick around and mm-hmm. you know, raise you. Yeah, raise me. Like, and that's why I say you don't want to speak ill of your parents because I do look back and remember my mom always talking bad about my sperm donor. And I wonder if she would have let me come to that conclusion on my own, would I be so remorseful? Like, would I be so pissed? Yeah. Like if she would have just been like, you know, he's, he's not ready to be a dad. He's still really young. Um, you're going to have to come to the conclusions that I did and why I left him on your own. But you got to also remember as a kid, I remember him beating my mom. I remember. So it was good. I'm glad she left him and she could have, she could have gave up on me and my sister, but she didn't. She was a great woman. Um, God, divorce. That's, that's a really, it's, it is tough because it is tough because it brings up memories. It brings up emotions. It brings up. And, and as parents, you want to be there for your kid. Well, yeah. And you're in the thick of it. Like, and, and because my mom was so young, she did remarry. And, uh, I had another sister when she remarried. And then I looked at him as my father. And then, um, God, like, then they got a divorce and I went through that too. And that was the same set of feelings and again. And it's the same, was it me again? yeah. It was like, it was like, okay, did I, could pro- I have loved him enough? Could I have been a better son? Could I have, like, why? Why is my mom, why do you not want to be with my mom? Why don't you want to be my dad? 
You internalize things because oh, you're present. Yeah, big time because yeah. you got to think you're a kid and a kid wants a role model. He wants that alpha male around. He wants to emulate, yeah. especially if you're a man. The hero he, aspect, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. every daughter needs, you know, she wants to be a daddy girl. She wants to know she's protected. Yeah. And so, so I, how old were you, do you think? Oh, God. Just roughly. With my sperm donor of a father, obviously she left him really young. I don't even... She left him when I was like, maybe, God, I had to have been like under five years old. Okay. Right? And the next one? And then the next one, I was probably, probably in my 13, 14 so, area. It, 13 so you do and 14. that one, yeah. Yeah. 13 and 14, did you, did you want her to just tell you the truth? Why? Or do That's you- That's a pretty formative would, would you age want it, too. Yeah. Would you want it sugarcoated? No, I, would, I honestly think I would rather her- Tell me why she left. Like, hey, we didn't work out because of this or financial reasons or we just grew yeah. apart. I think, but again, okay, on Lyle, she talked bad about him. Yeah. Right? And on my father, David, or my dad, David, um, she actually talked nice about him. Like, hmm. my dad now, my yeah. father, Greg, and David were actually friends. So I got to watch how my father, Greg, treated him like a man. Like, hey, it didn't work out. But he wasn't mean about it. Yeah, he didn't like throw it yeah, in his face. he didn't or, throw it in his face. Yeah. He was very respectful. He was very, I mean, I looked at him like, wow, this is what a dad does. Like, you can actually be nice and be like, hey, you were my friend and you two didn't work out. But now I'm going to be with her and I'm going to show her what a real man is. Yeah, I'm going to take that, care of her and the kids that aren't mine. So Greg's example is what you emulated with Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually look up to my dad, Greg. Um, God, my dad, Greg Martin. He's, he's my hero. Um, and watching him as I got older and growing up made me the man I am today. Like, I wanted to be a Marine. I wanted to go out and prove and, and make him proud yeah. and everything. And I think it's because of all the stuff that he... He, he didn't teach me like, but he taught me. Does yeah. that make sense? No, yeah. absolutely. Like now that I have a former, like I had a, a daughter and me and uh, my first um, relationship, like real relationship where I had a child. Um, God, Jimmy's taking care of my daughter as if he was actually her father and I look up to him. So that's for a it. blessing though as yeah. a parent. Like and you would when, just want somebody to love your kid. Oh yeah. And since I couldn't be there, there's some backstory that um my daughter's mother was great. Like she yeah. was a good mom. I was not ready to be a dad. Um I was very immature. I was very oh fuck. I was a I was still trying to learn myself. Yeah. And I don't blame her for ever leaving me. Right? Um, but I look back at it and I wouldn't change it for the world because, you know, you want them to be happy, you know, they're safe. And Jimmy was a great dad to her. And, uh, and that's why I'm so nice to Jimmy. I, I mean, I realize what he's doing because of what Greg showed me and how Greg wasn't mean to him and everything else. So I look at it like it takes a village to raise a family kind of a thing. Yeah. And so in, in your situation, obviously now, like you've kind of alluded to in other episodes, like of going oh, through yeah. divorce, right? And, you know, having to anticipate the tough questions from your kids, 
like that you're you're having now. Like it's probably a situation I'm sure when you were 13, but like I, I know your kids get it now, right? Like they've kind of been around it. But like when you're 13 and you're looking at that, did you have to like? Did your mom kind of address anything head on to where she was like, you know, I know you feel this way. Like, no. like addressing um, your feeling, like you acknowledging remember, that you have your feelings. Yeah, but you got to remember my mom was 16. She barely knew what she was doing at the time. Well, I'm talking about the, the second relationship. Oh, in the second relationship. Yeah. Um, I think on, on with David, she, she basically did. She kind of like, like if we bummed? had questions, I was bummed. bummed. Yeah. I was okay. pissed. Like, I mean, I was honestly pissed. I mean, cause she had another daughter, my, my sister, yeah. my youngest sister and, uh, got, she, um, she talked to them, but since I was the oldest and I was the boy, I kind of felt like, Oh, you're the boy. You don't need to know kind of a thing. Mm. Like, and I know that sounds weird. No, but it, I don't it, it, remember it, ever. My mom sitting me down and going, Hey, this is why we didn't work out. It had nothing to do with you. And I ain't going to lie, growing up, that ate at me. It ate at me for years until I was probably about 18 or 19. And see, that's so, something that I worry about. It's like because of the mental health fragility of that age. Oh, yeah. Like teenagers, like men, males, super fragile in that sense. You know, with my boys, um, I never, I think we talked so frequently that it never was a conversation we had that was direct, you know? Yeah. It was never, look, your mom and dad, we just, we don't love each other, whatever. It was. It was more... Hey, you know what? You can spend time with your mom. She loves you to death. You can spend time with me. Um, sometimes, you know, your mom's got other kids also. She's going to be really, really busy. That means you get more fun with me. We get to play and have, have a good time and be, and be a good family, you know? And then when she's available, when, when she has a moment that she can actually focus on you guys and be with you and really give you what you need, that's when she's available there. Yeah. But I see, never, you went through it too, though, right? Oh, yeah. So the reason why you're so close to your kids and you communicate so good with your kids, don't you feel it's because of what you went through with everything? Yeah, it's, it's really weird because my mom and dad, they, I was two when it all happened, right? So I didn't know anything different besides my mom. Yeah. But when I was, gosh, I would assume 13-ish, I acted out. And, and that's when- Got rebellious. Yeah, and I did. Yeah. And I didn't mean to, and it really wasn't something intentional. It just happened because just, I yeah. had all these un, all these issues, and my mom, my mom never once talked bad about my dad. That's a good. She told me the truth when I was older, but she never once said anything negative about him. Right? right. She wanted you and to so, draw your own conclusion, almost right? Sort of, yeah. But she just it was just that there was so much in her world. I mean, she was a single mom, right? Yeah. I didn't blame her for not really going. Hey, are you okay? She didn't have time. She had three kids. Yeah. So you kind of look on it and you go, okay, well, you know, I, I understand, you know, why she was just, just being nice. And she always said good things about my dad. Never. She always made excuses for him. Why he forgot my birthday. Why he forgot Christmas. Random things, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's probably busy. He's probably out at sea. He was in the Navy. Um, and so she always made excuses for him until I was old enough and she just stopped. And she was like, I can't do that anymore. This is why we got divorced. And, and we actually, we still talk about it to this day. Um, like we'll sit down and have a conversation and she'll go, you know, this is more of what happened. And this is, this is the background because she knows I've already, I love my dad. I'm always going to use my dad, right? No matter what happens. So, but she's going to give me the real story now because I'm old enough to go, you know, I'm a parent. I can see through all the garbage. I'm not going to deal with it anymore. It is so hard as a parent to sit there and have to cover for the other one. Oh, dude, absolutely. I mean, if you, so if somebody's listening and they're like, man, I can't do that. It's like, dude, it's so freaking hard. 
so freaking hard. The well, big that, one that was a, but just, it's the right thing to do because yeah. I never want to divide my child from the, any opportunity that if there is something that turns around on the other side, I don't want to have there be a, like a, a block, a block in front of that yeah. to keep that from happening. You always reinforce the love. Always reinforce oh, yeah. the, I love Absolutely. you. Your mom loves you. We're here for you. We're both here for you. We might not be together at the time, but we're still here to be here for you and reinforce that and let the child, because eventually the child's going to figure it out Yeah, and make up their own decision. That always oh, yeah. happens. And they always need happens. to. They need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And if you guide them that direction, they're going to be resentful. So yeah, we've been I agree with that. kind of reading up on some things too, like before the episode, before we started recording, but, um, and I've, we actually looked at the university of Missouri yeah. had statements or, or common, they interviewed kids. Yeah. They interviewed kids and, and common things that came up and these were kind of the most these dominant are, things. And these are pretty powerful because it's going to generate the rest of the conversation about this topic. But the first one, the kids said, this might've been the most common one was I need both of you to stay involved in my life. Please call me, email, text, ask me lots of questions. When you don't stay involved, I feel like I'm not important and that you don't really love me. Hmm. Which is true. Oof. Junior, okay. I mean, I know how much you love your kids, dude. I know how much you're oh, always yeah. active. You're always reaching out. And that's, I mean, just in general, that's amazing. Any father that does that yeah. in the household, out of the house, it doesn't matter how the situation is. It doesn't matter how old your kid is. My amazing. dad does it all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it feels good. It does. It feels good. As a child. Yeah, like my it. mom and I, we text all the time. Like my daughter and I, we talk all the time. We text. It's, yeah. it's fun. My boys, even though they're in the house with me all the time. I still try and make those moments so that we have that. And if they have any resentment or any issues, I want them to talk to me. So I, I always reach out. Speak on to that. The parents that may feel that they're not allowed to, like the other parents keeping them from having that area of contact. I, even if you're not reaching your kid, continue to try to pursue your child, right. whether it's writing letters, whether it's you know sending emails, or if it's trying to, even if you're just sending a voicemail, like they won't even pick up your call, continue to pursue your kid. And it's hard, but on the other side, cause I can, I can relate to that big yeah. time with my first, right. Okay. And you got to think it's not always the mom that's pushing or the dad that's pushing mm-hmm. the other away. Sometimes it feels cause honestly, I felt for the longest time I didn't, I wasn't worthy to talk to my first kid. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly thought, you know what? You dropped the ball. You were not a dad. That's why I'm so nice to Jimmy. Like Jimmy literally stepped up to a kid. And so it's not, oh, you can't always look at it like, oh, that, that's because the mom must have been mean or the dad must have been mean to the other kid. Yeah. It's actually, it can actually go down to where you feel unworthy, unworthy to where you're like, it's almost like I've heard a lot of veterans go, you know what? I went to combat. I don't feel worthy. Like I can go into church again. I, I'm too dirty to be yeah. in there. And that's the same thing with your kid. And so you can't always bash dads that are having a hard time getting back in the relationship with their kid. It's because they feel it's, they dug themselves such a deep hole that they can't get out. So I agree a hundred percent with what you said, even if you feel that way, cause I'm, I'm in the process of trying to do that now. Um, throw some dirt in there, say, hi, Hey, how was your day? Hey, I love you. Stop by un uninvited and just, and just be like, Hey, and that's what I'm trying to do. Cause I need to get my mind right to be like, Hey, she's your kid. She deserves to hear from you. And it's because I hear from Greg, you know what I mean? Like right now I'm fucking, I'm old. Yeah. And (laughs) my dad calls me and I could be having a shitty day and he can be like, Hey son, I just want to say hi. 
and all of a sudden everything feels like everything I needed to hear. I, you right don't know how bad I needed to hear from you today. Yeah. yeah. And, and you don't say that you just, you're like, you know what? I love you. Thank yeah. you so much. I, I love, and that's what, and then that's when I realized, you know what? I might not have been there and she might've been like clear across the country or whatever. And I couldn't go see her every day and I don't feel worthy, but a simple hi or I love you or how are you doing today? It makes the whole world. Yeah. And it starts to put some dirt back in that hole. It's always the small gestures that have the most power. And that's kind of the best part. And they may be putting something that they need to hear from you in your lap. Like they're extending that olive branch for you to give what they need to hear. So if you say something and they, they reply one way and it may like not necessarily tick you off, but kind of make you cross. You're like, what what was that for? But really it creates the opportunity for communication. Now you can start trying to rebuild and that's what the opportunity is. But you also, as the parent that's trying to come back in your child's life, need to realize that there's going to be resentment and they deserve to be pissed off at you. Mm -hmm. They have every fucking right. It's going to take time. It's it's going to take time and you need to be patient and just shut your mouth. Don't be rude. If they vent to you, anything, you just need to shut your mouth and deal with it. I mean, it's like eating an elephant, right? How do you eat an elephant? You have to do like one bite at a time. Yeah. Yeah. You just, keep digging away at it. Um, so the next topic, right? Please, the kid says, please stop fighting and work hard to get along with each other. Try to agree on matters related to me. When you fight about me, I think I did something wrong and I feel guilty. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's way huge. It's, it's kind of amazing to think about the whole process that kids internalize all of that. So when I went through the custody trial in court, this was kind of spoken to, um, kind of instruction, like, Hey, Swords need to be put away. Um, and this, so we've been relatively, as far as fighting goes, mm-hmm. I can only think of one argument that ever happened in front of my son and, or our son. And, you know, and even in that sense though, the argument occurred, I can, I can still kind of like try to stand my ground and be like, well, it's because this happened. At the same time as the fact of the matter, it happened. Mm-hmm. So don't let it happen again. Sometimes it's just taking humble pie. Like, you know that you're in the right and you're going to keep, somebody's going to get in your face and throw the finger at you. It's your job to just shut up. It's more important. Like, cause when you were married, right? There's one team when you're married, that team is the relationship, right? The marriage, your family unit. When you're divorced now, there's one team. If you have a kid, there's one team and it's the kid. You're in it for the kid now because your relationship is done. Your marriage is over. And that sounds really cold to kind of bring up, but like when you have children and then involved now, that's, that's where the focus goes of like, we said vows to each other. Those vows have been obviously settled. You can still honor them by honoring the child. You can honor mom by honoring the kid. Well, that's how you do it. You've got a, your, your family focus is totally, it's, it's different now. It's just, yeah. it's you and the kids and that's how you treat your little family focus. But no yeah. matter what, they're going to be in your lives for the rest of your life, right? Whether you yeah. like it or not. Yeah. So why not? It comes down to the whole, um, in a sense, like it takes a village. Why the hell? You don't have to be, you don't have to be rude or. You don't have to get rid of your boundaries yeah. either. Like no, you no, you don't. Still you should. Those. You yeah. should have boundaries. Absolutely. But it doesn't mean that you guys have to be like, like you said, you put away the sword. You don't have, don't to, have be, to be. You don't have to be best yeah. friends either. Yeah. There's no reason to fight about it. You, you should be cordial with each other. Right. Yep. And then talk about things that are only involve the children. The children. And that's it. Nothing else. Yep. If you, if you can break that boundary and become friends, sort of, mm-hmm. that's even better. I think but, amicable is the great term. Yeah. So you can be really amicable with each other. But like when you, when you first, when the divorce is fresh, you can only talk about kids and make it that you have to be able to pull your emotions away in order for those kids to see how valuable they are. 
so they don't see you upset or angry or, or charged in, emotionally in some way about something else because they don't want to go, was this my fault? Well, your ex is going to piss you off, newsflash, right? It's going to happen at some point. They're going to do something that's probably going to upset you. Yeah. Yeah, but when they piss you off, you have to. I, I remember you when I first met you say something like, um, I can't, how did you say it? I can't, you can't tell me something and make it. It's not my, my job. It's not my job to have your emotion. My job is how I take it. Like right. how I, how I show that, my emotions. Yes. And thank you for yeah. reminding me. Cause that's what I just thought of. So in that, in that sense, when she makes you mad, she might've said something and you took it the wrong way. Yeah. So that's when you need to just be the bigger person, shut your mouth and walk away. You can't show emotions in front of your kids. I have no control over what you say, but I have all the control over how I interpret. Thank it. you. That's what yeah. I was trying to do. And, mm -hmm. and that's what I'm saying is go back to your, what you said. And that's a great and powerful sentence right there. Um, and that's the way I look at it. Like yeah. if, if someone makes you mad, no matter what the situation is, rather you're married, not married, whatever, if it involves your kid, walk away. Yeah. Kids get hypersensitive during divorce. Um, and anything that could, show you emotionally charged around them, they assume as them mm -hmm. because they automatically are thinking, was this my fault? Especially if there's right? a trial involved. Well, especially if they're young. Yeah. And, and this, this really is more, it's more the, the your age range, Ryan, and up yeah. to the 16-ish, right? Maybe even 17. Um, unless they were there to see it all break apart and they go, they've already made their choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because kids will do that at that age. You know, 15, 16 plus, they're going to go, oh, I see what side I'm on or who I feel is right or wrong or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, I'll get to the next one. Yeah. So go ahead. So the next one is I want to love you both and enjoy the time I spend with each of you. Please support me and the time that I spend with each of you. If you act jealous or upset, I feel like I need to take sides and love one parent more than the other. And I think that's, that's massive because kids feel like they have to take sides, especially if they're at your house. Mm-hmm. They're going to take your side yeah. if you're venting to them. They're not your best friend, right? And that's really hard because when you, when you separate or divorce, <laughs> you want to get it out. And the only one there to listen is your kid. Well, you need to go, okay, my kid's here and they're my child. They're not my friend. They're not my equal. I can't unload this onto them. They can't even comprehend it yet. We don't need to emotionally charge and scar our children at that age. We need to reach out to our actual friends and have the conversation so the kids don't have to take sides. And... They never they, think not, about it. It's not your job to get vindication from your kid. No, yeah, they're and, your kid. And right? imagine they're being not, pulled there to be both a kid, ways. not to be an adult. But that's where you need to get off your ass. If you if you are doing that, or you find yourself in a situation where you think you're going to vent to your child, which you shouldn't be, so deadly. You it's need to get the hell man. out of the house. Get a hobby. Get a counselor. Get a counselor. Call your friends. Yeah. 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 Um, friends are a great. I mean, shit. Friends already took sides. Yeah. So yeah. it's okay to vent to them. Yeah. Yeah. They're there for you. So it's like, definitely whatever you do in that, in that comment, do not try to vent so I'm gonna to read, kid. I'm going to read these next three because I think they all kind of apply to each other. Um, please communicate directly with each other so I don't have to send messages back and forth between you. When talking about my other parent, please say only kind things and don't say anything at all. If you're not going to say nice things, yeah, can't say something nice, don't right. say it at all. And when talking about my other parent, please say only kind things. Oh, sorry, there's the rest of it. Yeah. Um, when you say mean and unkind things about the other parent, I feel like you're expecting me to take your side. And that is, that, mm, you know, what that, it's a, actually in the state of Idaho, it's against the law. It's called parental alienation and it's illegal. Like that is, it's, there is a, 
Idaho code about that, that you cannot do it in the state. I found out in Washington, it's more gray area. But yeah, but you shouldn't do it anywhere. You shouldn't do it. It's period. not it's, healthy for the freaking kid. Well, no, and there's a reason that it's there. Yeah, it's, it's detrimental. It's hard to prove. Yeah, it's detrimental to the kid's psyche. They shouldn't be able to have to pick sides with which parent who's doing right and wrong. The kid just needs to know that they're loved and, and treated correctly. Right, but it's more and, than that, don't you think? Because d- honestly, right, put yourself in the situation. I know your yeah. kid and everything, and you're worried about it, and your kid's asking questions. But put yourself in that situation. What if... Your dad or your mom, right, was telling you shit about your dad. I'm saying it because my kid's in it right now. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying. This is something we're dealing with. Right. So what if your mom, how would you feel if your dad came up? She said, you know what? Your mom's a bitch. She's this, that, the other thing. Wouldn't you feel like you need to pick sides? I'd punch him in the face. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So uh, that's what you'd want to do. But I mean. I mean, obviously, I know my dad's character. That's not something that he ever would do. But But no, I totally understand that. Like that does exist. Like you, you're scarring them. You're Happens making yeah. it's ruining your relationship. Just look through Facebook. Oh, dude. oh shit. Dude, I mean, like think about think about all yeah. the parents out there that have their kids on Facebook, and the parent says, "How can another parent do this? I can't believe whatever, whatever." And the kid's like, "I just read my mom's account." You're doing the same thing again. You're just doing it yeah. underhandedly. Yeah. And it's not just Facebook, Instagram, all that shit. Yeah, all that social media. So the biggest one that I think is is the last one is that, and I'm going to read it from a different perspective. And it's, please remember that I want both of you in my life. I want mom and dad, right? Don't you? Yeah. Junior, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, we want mom and dad together, right? We need both. We need both. So I need one to teach me what, what my role is in one to take care of me. They've, you've got to work together still. So when parents are going off on each other and, and talking negative, you don't get that, hey, what about my problems? What Kid. about, what about... How do I talk a kid to you? Raised in chaos is going to bring chaos. Yeah, and and if if the if the parents are constantly going off on each other, when does the kid get a chance to go help me? You know <clears throat> that actually brings up something. You know the worst thing that I hated as a kid to hear people that their parents were still together ask me, hmm. "Aren't you excited now? You get two Christmases, dude." We'll talk about that because no, go ahead, go yeah. ahead. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Oh, is it a topic? It's a topic. I'm glad you're talking about it because we will talk about it. That this. just reminded yeah. me of it though. That like as a child, I remember growing up and let's face it. I had, if you think about it, cause I, my mom was married twice. She was with three yeah. different men, finally with Greg. So I have three brothers and six sisters mm-hmm. with all of them. If you, if you added up all the steps, brothers, yeah, sisters, okay. right. And out of all of them, One sitting in prison, two have committed suicide. Um, another one died of drugs. Um, and it makes me think like all of us were told that same fucking thing. How much Aren't of this you is- glad that you had two Christmases or now you get three? Let, let's be honest or, though. Did you really have two Christmases or was no. it one? It was, it was one. You only had one. You, you only had one real Christmas. Yeah. yeah. You, it never flip flopped. No. You only had one Christmas. You had one Christmas day and then you one would hang out and do some, you do some presents either on Christmas Eve with one parent or you do it later that week with the rest of the extended family if they're still in town. Like, well, you, gotta, all, you also got to yeah. remember one parent thought, oh, well, you're getting all these other presents from them. Mm-hmm. So you got, if anything, a present from one. 
yeah. maybe a present from the other. And then the one that you lived at, you got two, maybe three presents. I mean, people are made of money. And yeah, it, it's no, not this giant it's, smorgasbord. Of, and it, oh, I got double the presents now. This is sweet. But it's spending happen. time. That's yeah. what I remember. I, I didn't give a fuck about the presents. Mm-hmm. You wanted to be around. I wanted to be around and you want the family. family. Yeah, right. the memories. I want. wanted to know that I wasn't alone. I wanted to know that... I wanted to so know that, you said that, hey, I'm worth being around. Like, hey, you wanted me. I'm not a mistake. I'm, I'm here and you want me. And you know, I think that's with everybody. But I don't know about you, Tristan, but when I grew up and I heard my friends go, oh, it's not that bad. You get two Christmases. Or, oh my God, you're going to get extra candy for Halloween or Easter. It doesn't. <laughs> and matter of fact, all it does is holidays. I'm going to lie to you. I fucking hated them. You feel I like you're- I fucking hated holidays. Well, it's because you're being exchanged, right? Oh, yeah. You almost feel like you're a transaction I feel like I'm just piece, getting like handed out. Yeah. And the only, I ain't going to lie, the only parent that I ever looked up to was the one that didn't, he never fought. I mean, he, he, let's face it. I didn't, we didn't hug very much. We didn't, nothing. I didn't hear him say, I love you too much, but he was not- he never talked bad about my mom. He never talked bad about any of the other people. But I'll tell you what, if one of them were mean to me, he was the first one there to tell them, you're wrong. And that's how I knew he loved me. And it's, it's weird. Mm. It's weird to say it that way. But I remember my sisters and the ones having problems, they were the ones calling going, you know what, this really fucking ate at me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, it goes back to like, what do kids need in all of this? You know, they need affirmation, stability, and security. And oh, I'm yeah. so glad that you said like what you said earlier about, I just want somebody to want me. Like I want to be wanted. Yeah. And, and that's all anybody wants though, right? Yeah. And, and it's, and it's huge. So, um, you know, what do we tell the kid when like you go through divorce? It's like, even if it's after divorce and now they're finally asking questions like one, you know, no matter what mom and dad love you just the same as they did if they're together or not. Mm-hmm. We love you the same. That doesn't change. Aff- affirmation, right? You have to, but you have to follow it up then with what? Action. Like you oh, have to let yeah. your behaviors and your decisions lead by example. Lead by example. Yeah. And so it's really difficult because if you can't be responsible for the other parents' actions at that time, and you, like you're, you said with your mom, would make excuses for your dad. But at some point, it comes to a head. It does. Either the kid will figure it out for themselves. Or somebody's going to tell the kid, another sibling or relative or whatever, or, you know, aunt so-and-so had too much wine on Christmas and finally told you why your parents aren't together. Yeah. You know, and that, that happens. I have friends that that happened to. They found out like dad cheated on mom because the aunt drank too much. And he said something about wanting to go to his mom's house. And she, his aunt went off going, do you want to go to that horse house or whatever? I mean, it was like, or so-and-so. I mean, like that's the situation wow. that took place. I think <laughs> wow. that. I, I hear what you're saying. And I think that that's not healthy, by the way, <laughs> when, <laughs> when parents do that and then they start to get along, it's hard because that parent's got to own up to what they, yeah. what shit they talk. Oh yeah. And because then their kids look at them going like, wait, you said this, this, and this, but dad didn't say that yeah, or dad didn't do that. Or dad has a different, like who's the hell in the truth. And then you have to face that. I don't know. Can, uh, Tristan, like when you were growing up and you did that, did you feel the love from both sides in your, like, you know, I, the hard part is that I didn't get told a lot of 
any of it until, you know, the past 10 years. So it was always, you know, he was always my dad. I, I didn't know anything different. Right. I just knew that he didn't pay attention to me and I, he forgot about me a lot. That was me as that's, a kid. And that's why that's, I'm saying, right? so do you think, cause you are a lot like me yeah. and I'm a lot like you. We raise our kids almost the same. We constantly every day tell our kids, good night, good morning. I love you all the fucking time. We're huggers. We hug everybody. If you're yeah. our friend and if you get to know one of us, we're that way. We hug everyone. We let them know, Hey, you're wanted, you're needed. I'm in that club too. Yeah. And, yeah. and so it's like, when I look at you and I think that's why we hit it off so bad. Like you are my fucking brother. I don't need DNA to do it. If someone said different, they'd be waking up somewhere else or in a body <laughs> bag. But long story short, I think honestly, do you think it's because we weren't told I love you and hugged and everything when we were kids? Do you feel, cause I'm wondering that now. Well, do so my mom feel, did it a ton, right? You're right. And so my did dad, not so much, obviously. Right. Um, which is weird because his entire side of the family is they're all huggers. They're all lovers. It's mm -hmm. really weird why he doesn't. I think that for us, since we wanted value, we wanted worth. That's why we hug and show other people. We go, look, you know what? Once you're in, you're in, you're valuable. Now I'm going to hug you and show you that you have value. I think that's why we do it a lot. That's why we we're always reaching out and always showing each other, you know, how much we care. Um, and my kids, when I force them to get off their, out of their rooms and off the phone and hang out with me, mm -hmm. Because I wanted them to know I love them. I want to be present with you, you know? But aren't you, in a sense, wanting to make those memories so they can look back on it and go, Oh, yes, absolutely. My dad. See, and see, so I don't know. These are questions. You just bring up a whole bunch of emotions and this, <laughs> this topic. It's open it, Pandora's it, box. It basically sure. opened, yeah, because there's a lot of things as a male. I'm not saying women don't feel this way. I mean, obviously, this is dad advocacy and yeah, we're talking we're from the male perspective, perspective yeah. right? So I don't know. I mean, if there's listeners out there that are women that were in the same situation, I kind of would like to know if when they grew up, if they weren't hugged enough, like what impacted that on them? Because I know for me, right? For me, Tristan's right. If you're my friend, I want you to know that I care about you, especially if you're a guy. Because yeah. I know a lot of us in our generation, we didn't get that. Mm -hmm. Like I saw my dad hugs my sisters or I love you to them. And yes, my mom did it to me. But it was never got, it was, oh. you never got that, that emotional connection yeah. from a male. Like I never knew, like for the longest time I thought, Oh, you're my dad. I have to shake your hand. Yes, sir. No, sir. And I mean, I'm not bashing on it. Cause I love, I love my father who I call Greg. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can almost count. I can almost tell you every time when I was younger, every time I was hugged or, t um, and I'm not saying he didn't love me because he did. I know he sure. did by his actions. Like some people, this yeah. the affection is not high on their right. And it's so, how they were raised. So yeah. I mean, you know, but I ain't gonna lie. I wanted it. Like I, I thrived. Like I wanted him to be like, nope, put that shit down. We're gonna go out and play catch. Or nope, Sweet. we're Quality gonna go. Time. You know. And I know that as a kid, I would have bitched. Well, now like, it's like you know, we, we, looking yeah, back, language, right? Quality yeah, time. But looking back, yeah. like I see you do it to your kids all the time because you just said it, and I'm like. You do kick them off the Xbox or you do kick them. Hey, you're just sitting there. Get the fuck over here. We're going to play this or do this mm -hmm. together as a family. And I love that. And so I'm trying to do that more with my kids. And I know I, I started to, but I didn't do it in a sense the way you did. You're doing it. So I actually learned what four or five years ago from you that that's what you should do. <laughs> um, and I love it because it does looking back on it, forcing my kids to do stuff. They're telling me now, like, 
Dad, I'm, I was mad, but I'm glad we did it. It was fun. You yeah. know, so, and I kind of wish he did it to me. Uh, like I said, I grew up in a two-parent household. Some of the stuff is like, to me, it's like, I'm the one that's now living on the upper end of it, now I'm being divorced. So I'm like, I'm trying to keep my kid from having some of those feelings. And like, dude, I'm, you guys know me. I'm super affectionate. I mean, you've oh, yeah. seen me with Owen and it's, I mean. I, I follow you on yeah, Instagram I mean, and shit. I'm, it's like, that's the same thing that we do all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you see me in public with him, he's always holding on to my hand. Always. Yeah. If he's not, he's running around being a psychopath. But when they're younger, dude, it's yeah. But when they're when they're that young, it's easy. Yeah, and I, I hate saying it because it totally is. It's when they're older, and sure. they're my kids. When when I call him and they're at the friend's house, they say I love you. I love it. I was the same way with my, my every time. And it's and it's kind of interesting because in my family we went through like a generational change. Like when the last one of the older relatives died that I had, you know, they the the cousins all realized that like that side, it was just, maybe it was a generational thing and being raised in that era. They didn't say, I love you hardly at all. You knew that they loved you because they provided for you and they were very selfless. They worked incredibly hard. There was always food on the table. Even if it meant working two jobs or whatever, they were mm-hmm. always taken care of, but they didn't hear the I love you part. And so now I see it in my, my parents. I see it in my dad's cousins and like, and in this side of the family and like his siblings. Now it's every single time you end a conversation or you see somebody you tell them that you love them. You do not let things end without letting that person know that you love them. You do not ever want to go to sleep with someone not knowing that yeah. you love them or angry. Don't ever. Yeah. Um, I think love is the coolest thing that you can share with somebody. Because, yeah, anyone. And, and it should Especially be open. Especially your you children. Sh- yes, and you should be open with it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think, like I'm not saying you're walking down the street, you see some fucking kids and you're like, Oh, I love you. You're go- You're going to go to jail. <laughs> no. but, if it's but like I mean, my kids, friends yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, but I, I mean, no, I get it all the time where my kids as friends, like what you said, they'll be like, Mr. Hendricks, I love you. And I'm like, dude, I love you too. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're like, well, can I have a hug too? Yeah. And I'm like, of course. Like as a coach or whatever, you know, I had players come up and like at the end of the yeah. they would just, I love you coach. And like, then it's I love it, you too, man. the ironic thing like, though, is hearing their parents. Like I've actually had guys come to the house that are my kids as friends and my kids hate it because they'll be like, dad, it doesn't make any sense. My friends are now your friends. And I think that's a good thing. <laughs> it is. But it's even cooler when their friends tell their parents, their parents want to meet you. They come over to the house and you're like, Hey, it was good to meet you. Come here before you leave. And you give them a hug and they're like, Whoa, whoa. Um, super weird. And then you hug them <laughs> and then they leave. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they're like, Hey, uh, do you mind if I come over and maybe we can barbecue? And you're like, sure. And then you hug them and then yeah. they leave and then they, they get to know you a little more. And then they're mm-hmm. like, you know what? I think it's so cool that you do that because I didn't get that. And, and yeah. it's, there's more out there than you think, but you're being genuine yeah. behind it. Yeah. And then oh, they're dude. like, now I'm closer to my kids. I want to tell them. I love them all the I time. I want to tell them. I want to hug them yeah. when they leave or go to sleep or, and so you're, you're basically, it's like planting that seed. Yeah. No, I, it really does plant. That and seed it does. Because they go home and they want to do it more also. Right. Cause the kids are like, I don't get that at home. The affirmation and the security. Right. Right. And right. It's, it's all wrapped into that. And I love that aspect that. Oh dude, it's totally amazing. It's, it's all my friends kids do it too. Like I'm sitting here talking to you guys and I shouldn't be cause Kendrick's out in the car, but literally I have. He was sitting over there a minute ago. Two, two friends that came 
they drive down over an hour and a half just to hang out every other weekend and they stay the night a night or two. And that's, they learned it that way. Yeah. And that's, and then I got another family that's sitting over there. So I, in a way I'm kind of a shitty friend or family, but I didn't, I love joining and hanging out with you guys and being able to share my point of view can hopefully touch someone out there. And with yeah. this episode, we needed that because people, people need to hear because maybe, maybe you're a parent out there right now and your dog and the other, the other parent in front of your kids. Oh yeah. And, and you need to hear what the negative repercussions are. And so oh, it's bad. I want to share this quick story because not every divorce has to be bad. Oh, okay. don't. Right. So like my friend Rebecca and Josh, and I already asked if it was cool if I shared this, but like I asked Rebecca some questions cause you know, they have, think five kids together six well they've adopted two so two here's the deal and two right. and yeah i know right that's what i was like yeah, was, well you have two days so i'm not going to share that part because we kind of already hit it but um this next part so i said like kids are looking for affirmation and security rebecca said through the years they will say things like why don't you and dad just get back together um oh. but i always repeat the same thing dad and i are just friends and we can't and won't be anything more than that being blunt and honest about that right um the thing cool thing about rebecca and josh Right, they co-parent extremely well, but I love following them because I love hearing that there is hope for co-parenting, and it can't exist. They adopted two kids and they're divorced. Nice. After divorce, they adopted two kids. They said, "We whatever was between us is so far whatever. We want to give these two kids the best life possible. Let's bring them into the family." And it is like the freaking coolest thing i've ever seen that's pretty amazing well first off we're not experts in anything we're giving no. we're here giving each of our different stories or our yeah. opinions and everything else but um that is awesome that they did that like, yeah. but you also got to remember that there that's are probably rare. families out there that are doing the same thing and kids do feel like they have two christmases or yeah. two whatever but that's not the case for everyone no. i would say most people it's not yeah and i would say that too yeah so kids just want to know where they stand right like they're incredibly observant, huge feelings. They get caught in the comparison games. That's the, we kind of hinted on that. Like they don't want to have to feel like one house is better than the other, right? You don't have to go just because one parent goes and takes the kid to Disneyland. Doesn't mean you have to do the same thing and take them to Disney world. I don't know if it was different for Tristan or not, but the only things kids really need in life is to know that they're loved by both parents. Consistently. And wanted. Yes. And they're wanted. That's it. Yeah. And, and really, it doesn't matter if you went out. I mean, okay, yeah, it would help. Hey, I bought you a car. But really, it doesn't no, even take a car. No, because that's leverage that. No, like, I know, I know. That, but I mean, yeah. but what I'm saying is you don't need to. You don't, yeah. you just being there, making memories, telling them to get off the video game and let's go out and throw a ball. Never miss a, a game. Don't miss a dance recital. Yeah. Don't miss the first day Any, of school. But if, even if like, you do. Yeah. Just let them know, hey, I'd like to be there, but I got stuff to do. Because not all parents, there are, let's face it, there are single dads or single moms out there that can't make every game. And that doesn't mean that they don't love them. It just means, hey, I have to work two jobs. So you have a home to come home to. But let them know that is what I'm saying. Let them know why you can't show up to a game. Let them know why you couldn't do this. Let them know, hey, it takes two jobs for me to make our house run. Because you can't say make every soccer game or make every ballet because there can't. There, it's just, it's not going to Logically, happen. it's not going to happen, period. <laughs> and if you can do it, fucking great. More power yeah. to you. Like, that's fucking awesome because you're putting and I, yourself and I guess I should have said like in the literal sense, but yeah. the ones that you can but I, make. You got to remember, don't go hunting. Yeah, don't yeah. go hunting in order to like blow off your kid's like dance recital. Yeah. Like, Unless hunting is the only way to provide meat for Exactly, your yeah. 
This uh, could go on forever. Just communication. Yeah. I mean, it comes. <laughs> it could. It comes to communication. It yeah. yeah, I can tell. And kids yeah. are super understanding. That's a big one. They yeah. are. Absolutely. As long as you're real with them, there's, I mean, there have been times that I'm like, you know, hey guys, dad doesn't have a lot of money. Christmas might be kind of lame. Oh, yeah. And my kids are like, do we still get to watch a Christmas story? <laughs> we, Hell yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out. Yeah. And, you know, but, but yeah. you're, you're, to, you hit that. You hit it right on the head because kids are understanding. They care. Do not lie to your kid. Don't yeah. get, don't like, and, but don't immerse them in your issues either. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, kind and of don't vent some yeah. things that we talked about too, under any circumstance, do not alienate the other parent. Oh, do not. Kids will figure it out and you may seem like the good guy now, but down the road, they may, don't be surprised if they never talk to you. Oh yeah. Keep that higher ground. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep yeah. the high ground. Even in your co-parenting relationship sucks. Do not lead the kids into taking a side and everything else. And so like, you know, we want to touch it. A tough topic. It is. It's hard to talk about. It's a forever topic because it's a difficult thing because you try to take the the perspective of what you're in charge of, and it's so hard sometimes to put yourself in their shoes. Well, you got to remember this is a topic that you can't talk or hit everything in an, no. in about an hour. You no. really need like you could actually do multiple. Oh, did, I'm sure oh, you're going to sure. get people commenting and sending it. It's in so a, easy to go yeah. forever on this one. Oh yeah. yeah. So because it changes got, at, at every age range, it'll change. Not only every age range, but depending on your income. I mean, there's so many factors yeah. in it. If you really yeah. think about it, your family aspect, yeah. whatever. Like, so if you, if you did like the conversation, please hit us up in our, in our, in our messages. You can DM us uh, if you want to and, and it, continue this conversation. If you want us to hit something or bring up something in a, in our next episode, um, feel free to jump in comments, messages, whatever, hit us up, Instagram, Facebook, search dad advocacy podcast. Um, we're on both arenas and, uh, we've got some big things cooking coming up that I'm excited to hopefully share with you maybe for our next episode. Yeah, we'll so. see what happens. And thank you for all of your, all the messages you guys send us in our Facebook messengers and Instagram and everything. You guys are awesome. Thank you yeah, for everything. Absolutely. So uh, episode 29 in the books uh, for the Davkisi podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Tristan. And I'm Junior. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm.